Hey, all you cool Gruet Ales and Beard Guards. Welcome to another episode of Boys Are From Martin, a women in beer podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by M. Souter, also known as Pints and Panels on social media. She and I have an awesome conversation about her cartoons, her beer cartoons, and also working at Fox Farm Brewing in Salem, Connecticut. Um, this is one of my longest podcast I've done, um, which it's not a bad thing. Just, we both had a lot to talk about, which is awesome. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Cheers. Hello, everybody. I am joined with M. Sauter, also known as Pints and Panels on social media. M, how are you doing this Monday afternoon? I am well. How about yourself? Drinking a beer, having a good time. <laughs> I have a thousand more things to do on this Monday. Monday is my off day, so it's also the day I have to get a million other things I have to do on my list done. So Yeah, this is 3.7, so I thought it was <laughs> an Abby single. I thought it was okay for 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So, yeah, that's why I cracked it. I was also thirsty, you know? Sometimes you're just thirsty. <laughs> I'm just drinking water for right now. I, I'll be pouring myself a boozy IPA later, that's for sure. Oh, nice. Love it. So um, we'll kind of get started. So obviously I mentioned you are also known as Pints and Panels on social media, but what mm-hmm. is Pints and Panels? So Pints and Panels is, sorry, my cat really hates when I'm on the phone. So okay. I have to, I uh, you, this is not the first cat to make an appearance on this yes. podcast. The cat may meow or we call it brumping where she kind of like, makes this weird noise. She's weirdo. Uh, anyway, Pints and Panels uh, is a uh, website that I started in 2010 when I was at the Center for Cartoon Studies, which is a cartooning program in school in Vermont. So I have an MFA in cartooning, which is a real, it's a real place. Um, people always think it's like I make it up, but I'm like, no, no, it's been there since 2005. Uh, it's in an old post office and library. Uh, so I started it in 2010. Uh, living in Vermont was such a great resource for great beers. Um, while I was there, Hill Farmstead started remember driving to Hill Farmstead in the summer of 2010 and he had just got, Sean had just gotten his first pallet of bottles ever and he was really proud of them and like showed them to us. And uh, it was a really cool time in beer in Vermont. The Alchemist had their restaurant. Uh, Von Trapp had just started brewing on a very small scale. Obviously, 10 years later, their brewery is gigantic. (laughs) Um, So it was a really fun time to be living in Vermont at the forefront so I started a website about comics and beer because that's what I loved. I loved both of those things. Um, I first started reviewing comics, so are reviewing beer, excuse me, uh, not doing the education compact that I do now. Just drinking beer, an excuse to drink some beer, try some stuff, think why did I like it, why didn't I like it, but it was a great way to educate myself in a way of oh, I don't think this tastes really good. Why? Mm-hmm. And it was, and then trying something else and going, oh, I like this, but why do I like it? So there was a, a really fun aspect of that as well. Um, mostly the education part was for me. Now, Pints and Panels 10 years later is solely focused on visual beer education for myself, but also for other people as well. I have many series where I do, I break down beer styles, beer style simple, it's every Monday. I draw bottles, beers. I still, I guess it's not really a review, but I have a, a series called Beers I'm Glad Exist, which I'm just, here's a beer that I really like. You know, either the classics, uh, Rodenbach Grand Cru was last week, to uh, local beers um, 
from Counter. I live in Connecticut, so we have really great breweries here in Connecticut. Uh, Counterweight Brewing in Hamden, which is about 25 minutes from my house or so, uh, is one of my favorite places. And they make really great lagers, really great IPAs. So celebrating local stuff, but also classics as well. Um, I am working on my second book as well for Brewers Publications called Hooray for Beer. Uh, that'll be out in 2022. So it'll be kind of a amalgam of everything I do as an illustrated guide. So cartoonist, beer educator, author, also beer judge, kind of I'm all, I'm all over the place. <laughs> you said your second book, can you, uh, and your first book was Beers for Everyone of Drinking yes. Age. Yes. Um, and was that kind of, is it going along the same concept as your second book? Similar. So uh, Beers for Everyone was very brand specific. So here are multi-beers and then why I like them. Um, it's focused mainly on American craft beer, my f- first book. My second book will be non-brand specific unless we're talking about the style, you know, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, the style that started it all, or Trappist beers. Um, but for the most part, with the plurif- bleh, words, um, the word, I, I, yes. I- <laughs> so I'm a journalist, and I'm like, words are hard. I can write yeah, them, words I just hard. can't yeah. speak them. <laughs> Plo- pro- oh my God, that's so embarrassing. I can't say that word. Why? And I Plurif- literally, yeah, the the, the amount of breweries that are in America right now. Someone's going to listen to this and be like, you idiot, it's that word. Um, I'm normally not tongue-tied like that. Jeez. I've taken like three sips of beer. Uh, yeah, so with the amount of breweries now in America, my focus for the book is, here, let's learn about a style. You should go visit your local brew pub because chances are there's a brewery near you that makes that style. So it's... Yep. Uh, journey in itself. And one of the things I like, I'm also a very visual learner. So um, whenever I, I am just a level one beer certified Cicerone server, the server. <laughs> but when I ever do, you know, get to my um, second level, I would definitely use your illustrations because like to see, I mean, I just see them now and I'm like, oh, okay, I remember this more than if I read it. So I think that's really a unique concept. Um, you mentioned you're all education now. That's because you are an advanced Cicerone right now. And I think, which is amazing, um, which, and I think you were supposed to, recently we're supposed to be taking your master uh, Cicerone test, but because of COVID, it got postponed, canceled. Yeah, it was supposed to be the 20th and 21st in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so we, I would have been there last week to take the exam. Obviously, there are people from to take it from overseas, so obviously they can't come to America right now. Uh, they didn't want to offer it online. It's it, not that many people. Only 24 people can take the exam, but it's very rigorous. So you've got an oral portion. So you have Randy Mosier, who wrote Tasting Beer, puts a beer in front of you, and he goes, what would you pair with this and why? And that, you know, that's not intimidating at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, in the, yeah, and it's pretty crazy the amount of the draft portions, they'll put you in front of a kegerator and they go, it's broken, fix it. So there's a maintenance portion that's, um, and it's never normal stuff. You know, it's always some, there's an O-ring that's missing or a probe seal or the check ball. And they're like, one, why would a check ball be missing? Unless someone's really futz with it, that shouldn't be normal. Uh, but they really mess with it and, and you only have 10 minutes. So uh, you usually get covered in beer or 
uh, my friend cut him, like it was bleeding. Like it's a mess. It's a mess. Like the sharp portion is really hard. Well, yeah, it's sharp (laughs) uh, and stuff, but uh, it's a, the master is a really rigorous exam. It would have been my third time taking it. My third and last, if I do not pass, then that's totally fine. I will accept that. Um, so what made you get want to get your, not only your advanced, but then your master? I don't know. I, I get, I get that question and I don't know. I like, I think it's the challenge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, being a cartoonist and, you know, being semi self-employed, being a master would be really helpful for my career and being an author. But I, I really like, I just love to learn. So, and I actually find, I was talking with a friend today. He gave me a call and he and I have both taken the master twice. And we were talking about how fun the exam is. Um, it's really, it's terrifying. Words that many people don't say, <laughs> an exam being fun. <laughs> it was a lot of, like, it's scary. And mm-hmm. you may cry in the bathroom and you may puke uh, from nerves um, or both. Those are totally normal things to happen during the exam, but it's, it is really fun because you also get to meet people at the exam who are very much like you, who are just as nerdy and into beer and care about beer and are passionate about beer as you are. Um, so the people who have taken the exam with have become lifelong friends. And the sister program is just such a great it's a great environment. There's and I guess people. for people who don't know, there are four levels of a Cicerone. Mm-hmm. The first one is the certified beer server. The second one's just a certified Cicerone. Yep. Third is the advanced Cicerone. And then the fourth is the visual, visual, or I'm sorry, the master Cicerone, which yeah. there aren't many master Cicerones. Like, no, there are 19, there are 19 people that took the exam last year and only one person passed and they yes. were the 19th person as Joe Vogelbugger, and it was his third time. It's the third time's the charm for the master. Um, many people pass on the third. Take it on the third because the first time you take it, you kind of like dip your toe and you see what it's like. The second time, you think you can do it, and a lot of people do worse. I did worse. Uh, I know a lot of people who did worse. Or you do a little better, and then you're like, oh, okay, I know what I need to do for the third time. And then the third time is okay. I know what I need to do. And then you take, you know, you still take it seriously, but you, you, you kind of know you've gone through it a couple of times, so you know. Um, but there are people who take it and don't, I mean, it's, it's, they're looking for a certain person that can answer the questions the way that they want them to be answered. And if you can do that, great, but you got to know a lot. And you never know. I mean, the, the syllabus is 32 pages long. Uh, um, you don't know what they're... Right gotta ask the style section's really crazy they'll put beer in front of you and they're like what's this what's this beer what did i just give you and you're like i don't uh i was thinking about it yesterday there was a foreign export stout and i was like or a foreign extra excuse me i was like this is guinness foreign extra and they were like correct and i'm like okay like you know it's it's not like normal beer styles they really try to to trip you up it's uh but it's fun it really is fun (laughs) I love learning about beer. I just, but I like it in the context where I don't feel like I'm studying. I was never a great studier. So I think, I think if I didn't think of the ways taking an exam is just wanting to, cause I'm always wanting to learn about beer and read. Um, yeah. And so. you're never, and you're never done with learning, mm-hmm. you know, just because you're a master doesn't mean that you know everything. No one, no one knows everything about beer. Uh, and if they do, and they think they do, then they're then they don't. They really don't. So, I, I mean, I 
you learn something new every day. So when I, when I do my comics, it's very important to me that I always make sure that my content is correct. So I have multiple trusted sources that I use that I know are accurate. Um, just cause I don't want to give anyone the wrong information. It really stresses me out when I read something online that's not accurate, that someone's probably using a study and I'm like, who wrote this? Uh, so I always make sure that my stuff's, uh, and then I also make sure that my comics are available for free on my website because I want to make sure that the information that's accurate is available to everyone. Uh, that's something that's very important to me. Yeah. Your syllabus is a free downloadable on your website. Is that correct? So the, um, the website has a free archive, and then if you want it downloaded, the downloaded version of the level one, uh, which is 88 comics, it's a downloadable PDF, but it's $7, so the cost is not. I think it comes out to f- five pounds is why I did that, because I have a fair amount of people in the UK that wanted to buy it. So I was like, oh, five pounds, that sounds... Um, but then I also have a Patreon, um, and those people are really helpful. That's only three bucks a month. You get a little comic drawn by me. Um, and that's one of the reasons why my comics can be free. Um, I also do commissions of any beer that you want for 40 bucks, but $10 of that goes to the Michael Jackson uh, Foundation for Brewing and Distilling for uh, Brewing and Distilling Scholarships for People of Color. Because, and bef- and pe- yeah. that's not singer Michael Jackson. This is- no, no, no. The beer writer. Beer Which, Michael Jackson. If you There's are- two different people, yeah. so. <laughs> if you haven't read Great Beers of Belgium, it's, I think, my favorite beer book of all time. It is a joy to read. It will make you want to drink all the doubles and triples oh, gosh. that you can get your hands on. It is a wonderful, wonderful book. I, it's, I read that book, I think, three times, and it's my, like, it's a, it's a gift. Every time you read it, you learn something new, and it's fun, um, but educational. It's not, and it's, that's, that's what I, Michael Jackson was a very good beer writer in sense that he could talk about beer and the nuances of beer without being too technical and being kind of stodgy, which he's not, neither, neither of those things. So I really, really love Great Beers of Belgium. Yeah. I, I haven't been able to read much recently, but the last like three or four books I've read have been different beer books and education books. Um, cause it's what I'm obviously interested in. So I will definitely have to check that out and kind of going back to, um, you know, studying for the, uh, Cicerone test. Is that why you initially started your, um, the, the educational, uh, prints to help you study or did you do them for other people after you took your first exam or second exam? I started doing, so the first educational comic I drew was last fall. I did a Beer, which is which turned into beer style simple, which is about beer styles. I did a, just a drawing of a German pilsner, with like noble, you know, noble hops, pilsner malt, lager, uh, lager yeast, and I put that online on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, here's you know, get to know beer style, and the comments were really positive. People were like, oh my god, I love these, mm-hmm. and that was a real turning point for me, where I was like, oh these are really helpful for people. If you can break, I, beer reminds me a lot of music where, you know, there are only so many notes, but then you move them in a way and you can create different melodies. Beer is very similar where there's only four, technically four ingredients <laughs> for the most part, but there's so many different flavors and aspects of beer and just the way that you make beer. That's really 
intricate. So I wanted to showcase that um, by simplifying it in a way where you're like, wow, this beer is so good, but it only is, it's, it's, it's more simple than you think. It's the ingredients and then how you use them. So I was talking about, I was, I got my teeth cleaned today at the dental college and I was talking about brewing to the, my dental student that I see. And I was teaching him about how beer is, it's a little bit of chemistry. It's a little bit of science, chef, like being a chef cooking mm-hmm. and then art all kind of oh, yeah. mixed into one. And even though there's four ingredients, the way that you can kind of adjust those um, is actually very complicated. It's beer is not an easy thing to create uh, or at least good beer. So I started wanting to break that down and show people that beer simple, but then also more nuances to it. I started the visual master Cicerone for me. I have my own syllabus I'm creating for the master um, Cicerone exam. Um, and so I started that and I'm on, there are five, le- there's five sections of the syllabus and every, the same thing with all the level one, two, and three. So I'm currently on the off flavor portion now, like taste, how to taste beer. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's so much that can go wrong with beer as well. So, you know, certain mash temperatures create yeah. fuller body or drier, or, or if you, you know, pH, lower pH, higher pH, water chemistry, um, certain ca- minerals create different uh, mouthfeel or dryness or can react with hops in a certain way. And it's, it's really fascinating trying to put that in a visual uh, it's it's harder than you think, and it's it's actually a lot of, but it's a lot of fun. And so I'm actually very daunted. I've not started writing my second or drawing my second book. I'm very daunted by the outline, where I'm like, okay, let's draw 300 pages of content about all of these things um, to teach people about beer because it's in people are visual. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you know, I I sway the way I learn as well. So I want to help myself. But I also want to help other people learn about beer because beer is great. Like I want to talk about beer all the time. I'm, <laughs> my dental I, student, my dental student was like, "Hey, can we talk about something else?" And I was like, "Did you know that cheat?" Because we were talking about saliva, and I was like, "Beer fact, let's talk about chicha." And he was like, "Can we not oh talk gosh. about chicha?" And I was like, "I'm sorry, I can't help myself." My stuff. favorite thing right now. So you know, you're talking about beers for ingredients. My, the brewery I work at just brewed a Groot Ale, which is a beer brewed without hops. Yeah, nice. And so instead of hops, they used um, elderflower, yarrow, and sweet gale. And so, like, anytime anyone's like, oh, we called it Vixen, they're like, what's Vixen? I'm like, well, it's a gruit ale. We're going to learn about it. <laughs> and it wasn't brewed with hops. Instead, yeah. they, for the bittering agents, they used these three herbs. And they also used acidulated malt. So it's a little tart, but it's not sour. And they're just like looking at me like, I just wanted a taster. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm going to educate you while you're here because, um, you know, Everyone's like, what's the hoppiest beer? And I'm like, well, how about a beer with no hops, but it tastes really good. So I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, you were talking about all the different styles and um, I know people can't see this, but I have uh, six of your prints. I have your hop print, your American Amber, which is part of your um, uh, the beer, yeah, beer, beer series. Yep. And then you have one with uh, just three different pint glasses. I have a Two Hearted, which is, of course, one of the best just so good. Uh, oh, IPAs. I, I drank that the other night and I was like, oh, I forgot how good this beer is on so tap good. too. Oh. Um, and then I have your Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, 
And then, um, what are the abbeys? There's a Trappist, Westmail. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. I think that's so, and I love them and I get a lot of compliments on them. Um, Good. A little beer wall, bunch of nerdy beer stuff, like you said. Um, yeah, our house is full of beer. <laughs> and that's just my yeah. wall. I have a whole shelf of books and pint glasses and stuff. Br- I'm sure, I'm pretty sure if I brought another pint glass into this house, my husband would leave me. Like the glassware situation is intense. I, I moved about a little over two months ago and I already have seven more pint glasses because I had more room for it. I got like a nice oh, shelf for them. So now yeah, I have more nice. room and then I'm like, well, I can buy more. And then I'm like, yeah. I have seven more within two months. And I was like, I don't need that, but still buying. I love um, your glassware is great. Yeah. I love, I love so, yeah. being able to pour a beer or get a beer and be like, what do I want to drink out tonight? And so it's, this was uh yeah, the glass I'm drinking out of is my friend's wedding. Cause they're like, and they did a really cool thing where they put your name. So everyone used the same glass all night cause it was mm-hmm. a smaller wedding. And then they put your like name on like a wood plank. So when you were talking to someone and they were drinking out of a glass, you knew their name. Interesting. I, I like that idea. I was like, that's very clever. Um, so yeah, they got gla- uh, beer glasses for everyone with the date and whatnot. So, so I use this glass that's a lot. the way to do it. Um, yeah. Kind of transition to something different. I also know you work at uh, Fox Farm Brewery in Salem, mm-hmm. uh, which I love the name. So the brewery I work at is Gallant Fox. Oh, um, nice. So I love, we love any brewery with foxes in them who are partial to foxes. Um, so kind of just tell us what you do there. So Fox Farm is a brewery in Salem, Connecticut. So it's like 45 minutes from my house. Uh, It's super small, family run. It's a guy, Zach, and his brother, Dave. And then they have one brewer, Dan, uh, who came over from DeGard about a year ago out in Oregon. And then there's a couple people who work in the tasting room. And then we do a lot. We have a seller guy who is one of our best regulars. Then he retired and wanted to get into brewing. So we hired him to... Like taught on the ropes, he went to brew school. It's super small. Currently, because of the pandemic, we are curbside only, but we make a lot. We do it all. So what we're known for is we have a really great lager program. Uh, we have two horizontal tanks, and we do all sorts of lagers. Our Roush beer just came out last week. Uh, we do a really good – our Kolsch is in the bright right now, which tastes cold. Our Kolsch is my favorite beer it used to be the Hellas, but then our Car Kolsch Bauer is it's the third batch time that we've made it. It sits in the tank for two months. It's They're very serious about traditional lagers, uh, Zach and Dan. We have a burgeoning spontaneous program. Um, hopefully that one of our spontaneous beers will be out shortly, which is it's taken three years. So Fox Farm's about three years old. I started working there about or three and a half years. Um, I started working about two, two and a half years ago. I was studying for the exam full time and I met Zach, tried some of his beers, thought his beers were really great. Wrote him a thank you note to say, thank you for like letting me have some of your beer. And he was like, Hey, we really need help in the taste room and bottling and like kind of all around. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested in like a very part-time basis? And said, absolutely. Yeah. It'd be great to get out of the house. And now I'm there like 25 hours a week. <laughs> so, uh, and I love it. I love working there so much. The beer is phenomenal. Zach is incredibly talented. Dan is incredibly talented. Uh, we have Al who used to work in the tasting room and did a lot of deliveries and kegging. He's transitioning over to brewing full time. Uh, he's in brew school right now. Uh, he asked me a lot of questions. It's fun to like, we're like, I teach him a lot about 
beer and then I get to watch him work and it's a lot of fun. So it's a great environment, super small. Uh, we only do about two or 3,000 barrels a year. About, uh, I don't remember how much spontaneous beer. We have a cool ship. We do about 12 batches a year. Um, we just built a year ago a special sour barn just for sour beers to keep it away from mm -hmm. uh, the clean stuff, uh, which is also temperature controlled. The barn, we're in an old barn that was a dairy barn and is not temperature controlled. It is not insulated. Uh, and that's where all the clean beers are. So it gets a little chilly. It's a little chilly in the winter and a little hot in the summer, mm -hmm. uh, but it's cool. It's in a beautiful location. Um, we're open just for curbside right now, Thursday through Sunday. And I really think our beers are excellent. I mean, um, we also do a lot of New England. Being in New England, uh, we do a lot of New England IPAs. Uh, we, make, we also make a really great Sierra Nevada pale ale clone. Ooh. called refluent but it's it's got a little bit you got in connecticut you gotta make you gotta have haze it's just yeah. the way it is so it's got a little bit of a sheen um but it's based off of their zach and dan everyone's love of sierra nevada pale and it's really good it's nice and really bitter so it's a little bit of a departure from what we normally do but we also brew a dark mild that's the only english style we've ever brewed we have an alt beer in the tank right now that's brand new um, that's, it's just a really great environment, um, and a really nice company to work for. They're very understanding. I, I go, I normally travel a lot, like I'll go places and they're very easy going about me being like, I got to go for a little while. And then they're like, all right, come back whenever you need to. So it's nice to work for a company like that. Um, that's super flexible, but yeah, I mean the the beer is excellent. I really love everything that we we make there. And I have to ask, it is Fox. Why is the name? What's Fox Farm from? Oh, so the Fox family used to own the the farm. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, so the farm was built in, uh, in the '60s, and then it went through a series of people. And the original farmhouse was it was recently sold, but it was owned by Jackie Robinson's widow, Rachel Robinson, and so like her family would stay there. And they'd awesome. like roll through and we'd be like, Hey, Robinson, like, <laughs> um, but they recently sold the house and the new owners came by. Um, I didn't meet them. I wasn't working that day, but the new owners came by and we, we were worried, like you live next to a brewery. We're, we, we are in a very residential and rural environment. So we're only open till seven, um, Thursdays, Fridays, and five o'clock on Saturdays and Sundays. And we don't do big events. The brewery only holds X amount of people. We're very chill. So we were worried when they moved in, like, you know, they were going to be like, that's brewery. But they right. rolled through and they were like, no, we like, we love living next to a brewery. This is fun. So we were like, woo, okay. Uh, yeah, that's one thing I was reading on their website. It's like, you know, it's a pretty, it's kind of a unique concept for you guys, you know, your hours are, you know, you're only up until seven. Um, I think I even saw you do a beer limit. We have um, a two pour limit. We're the only brewery in Connecticut that does a pour limit because you have to drive there. <laughs> Literally, like they're, okay. you can't, you can't, it's, it's so far removed from any kind of like public transportation or an Uber, like you wouldn't really mm -hmm. Uber there. Um, so, and we just wanted to make sure we had enough beer for everybody. So right. we have a two pour limit just to keep it chill. We want a chill vibe. Uh, we have a kids play area upstairs, super family friendly. 
super dog friendly outside in Connecticut state. You can't have dogs inside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really nice environment for to go enjoy a couple beers and then go on your way. There's other breweries in the area. Uh, but my joke is we're a barn, not a bar. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, we're a barn, not a bar. So you can have, uh, there's a really great pizza place down the street that has two permanent lines. And I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't serve you anymore. But if you want to go, you know, right. two minutes down the road, you can go to Two Brothers Pizza and uh, Nick can cut you off uh, when you have too much to drink. And you don't want that man to cut you off because he's <laughs> a large Greek man. Uh, and uh, he's, a, he's a total sweetheart, big teddy bear. But uh, when he cuts you off, he's serious. So Yeah, uh, I thought that was really unique. And But then I was, you know, it seemed like it's not an issue in that. And so I've never heard of that before, especially being in Kentucky and then uh, near Ohio. So, um, but it makes complete sense with your, your, you know, how you guys are doing things and how you want or how they want their brewery to be run. And um, I think that's awesome. And they're kind of sticking to their guns. Yeah. We're chill about it. We'll give you like a, a half pour. Uh, if, if you're hitting the double IPAs really hard and quick, you know, that's a red right. flag, but you know, we'll give you a third. If it's chill, we'll give you like a third. We do half pours as well. Mm-hmm. So you can have four halves. Uh, we'll give you a fifth half pour. And, you know, we'll we'll steer you to another brewery or a restaurant or a place to get food. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're, a, we're a bar, not a bar. We're a bar, not a, a bar. And I, I, I like that aspect because sometimes when you go to a tasting room on a Saturday afternoon, there's a little – it gets a little rowdy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we – that's not really what we are. We're yeah. pretty, we're really chill. Uh, we're just about the beer and making it and hanging out, having a couple of pilsners and then, you know, going on your way and people bring food. We're really open to that. People bring picnics, people bring the whole family. Uh, there's a beautiful field next door. You can like sit out and have your beers. Uh, it's a great place to come and like hang out for a couple hours, but yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're, it's very chill. And I like, I think that's one of the reasons why I really like working there is the chill vibe. Super yeah, chill. I completely agree. Some of the brews I've been to on a Saturday, I walk in and I'm like, I don't want to be here. It's yeah. loud, <laughs> it's rowdy. Yeah. My, I'll take my uh, husband to a brewery and we'll get a beer and he leans to me and he goes, why are we here? And I'm <laughs> like, finish your beer and we'll leave. I'm sorry. Like, I'm like, I'm really sorry. You know, cause it gets... There's sometimes it just gets a little too wacky and you know, I want to, my like rule is when I go drinking, like I want to sit down, I want to be able to hear myself think Mm -hmm. and I want to be able to like drink a beer and like kind of relax. And if the environment is very like, go, 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 I'm pretty introverted. So, um, if it gets rowdy, I just get, I'm like, ah, this isn't what I wanted. Um, no, luckily I'm really yeah. One of the reasons I like this industry and craft beer so much, I feel like when you go to brewery, it's more of like a coffee house vibe. So when I go to Absolutely. some breweries that are like not like a coffee house, it's not chill and, you know, people mm-hmm. are, do- I mean, obviously right now it's very different because of the yeah, pandemic, sure. but I'm just like, I don't like this. I, I don't, I come to these to like relax and have a beer and work or read or something. Mm-hmm. And if I feel like I can't do that, I'm like, I'll just get your beer to go or something and go back home. Um, yeah. Again, I'm an introvert. I'd rather sit home on the couch with my dog than uh, be at a place where I don't feel. Um, and there's nothing wrong with those places. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm with you. I, just, I've, there's a really there's some good breweries near my house that have really nice outdoor seating. Or if you go on an off day, you can sit at the bar and chill. Uh, Connecticut right now is 
Uh, depends on where you live, but most breweries are open. Uh, Fox Farm is kind of the exception. I think there's only a couple of us in the state that aren't open. Um, you do have to have food. You have to serve food. We don't. We aren't allowed to have a food truck. Uh, the town stipulated that because they wanted people to go to local businesses, and we were totally okay with that. Um, but it's. I mean, I went to over the summer. We would go to Alvarium, which is the brewery near my house in New Britain, and it was great to sit outside and like eat from the truck. And they do crazy hype stuff, hype styles. Like they make, they have a juice box sour series. It looks like ecto cooler. That's not for me, but some people really like that. And a lot of people do, uh, but they make a great alt beer. Um, yeah. They make a really great American style dark lager. Um, yeah. I had a great German yeah. alt beer last night. Um, nice. From actually there, it's a brewery called Noble Beast out of Cleveland. And oh, they just I've won. Them, yeah. um, they won something at GABF. Nice. I'm st- stupid pandemic. I didn't get to judge at JABF this year. It was just too far. And I really, it's the first time, that would have been my fourth time judging. Fourth really. time. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. I meant to ask. So it was your fourth time judging. judging. Uh, yeah, it was just, they, so what they did this year was, hey, like if you live close by, come and judge. And then like they kind of expanded it. And then I, you know, I know people who came from North Carolina, I believe, to judge California. Uh, but from Connecticut, it's just too far. Right. So this year I did, I, I, I went to Massachusetts a couple times. Literally, that's the only thing I've done uh, since the beginning of, uh, of COVID. So, but we're very lucky in Connecticut that we've got, we're doing really well with it. And then we also have really great beer and there's stuff to do here. We've got the beach, we've got ca- uh, camping and hiking and other stuff. So um, we're doing, we're doing pretty well. So, and there's just, there's good, Connecticut's got really good beer. We were a little behind the times, but mm-hmm. right now, um, That's how, um, I feel Kentucky is obviously renowned for bourbon, but I think our beer scene is rapidly growing, which is awesome. And, um, even during a pandemic, Louisville itself opened four new breweries open since April. Oh, um, wow. That's yeah. Connecticut opened a few, not no, I haven't been to any of them cause they're kind of, Connecticut is small, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, you can't get there from here kind of thing. It's, it's farther than everyone thinks. Uh, so, but people have brought us beer from other places. A lot of people, a lot of other breweries come to visit uh, Fox Farm and they bring us cans or crowlers mm-hmm. or something. So I've at least gotten to try some stuff um, from out of state or in state. Um, there's just so much good beer out there. Yes, there is. It it's, makes me so happy. It does. <laughs> um, I haven't bought any new beer in like a month because people have sent me stuff. Or they bring in, like, um, we have regulars who go to, like, Texas and come back with, like, two six-packs of beer from Texas. And, like, and I'm just, like, there's so much good beer out there. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's amazing. And everybody's doing, like, I drank a nice German alt beer last night, you know, um, a black lager, you know. Wow. It's, just, nice. it's just all these different amazing things out there. And, and I think that's one of the cool things that's happening within this industry is, you know, there are those hype beers, those hazies, those pastry sours, pastry stouts. But... You know, it's nice to have a good Kolsch every now and then. Yeah, there's something for everybody. And you want to drink those, that's cool. There's something for, you want the classics, that's cool. You want easy beers, that's like, there's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's the best part about beer is that whatever you like, you can find it. Mm -hmm. I am very, I'm very partial to the crispy boys though. I'm a crispy kid, 100%. Crispy kid, okay, I like that better. I'm a crispy kid, and I really love, like, our the lager program at Fox Farm mm-hmm. is really great. 
The lager program at most of the breweries in Connecticut is really good. Uh, I'm, we are a High Life household, High Life bottle household. Uh, my husband really loves Miller High Life, so we usually have that in the house as well. Um, not crispy, but I'm itching. It's not in the state yet, but I'm itching for a Sierra Nevada celebration. Um, oh yes, I saw that they are. They were put that out on social media the other day. So yeah, it's they coming. were bottled. It's in Massachusetts already, and it's been in Massachusetts for well over a week, and it's supposed to drop this week. And I've been like waiting. I wonder if it's here. Uh, like I said, I haven't been to the beer store because I have so much beer in my fridge. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a good one. And that's one of my favorites. Um, I just love Sierra Nevada Celebration. It's I'm so- I'm pretty bougie when it comes to my like, you know, your one craft beer or domestic beer. I like a good Pacifico Mexican lager. Oh, nice! Oh, I love Pacifico. Like I haven't drank it much since it got a little cooler here. But like yeah. summer, I always had you know a twelve pack in the fridge and. Everyone's like, that's yours? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I drank it one time and kept getting it, kept getting it. And it's just been my my one lager. In the summer, we were a Truly household. We we were a Truly lemonade household. (laughs) And that was, it was was really hot this summer. And so we would get the case and we would go through it. And we're very good friends with our next door neighbors because they're around my age. And... That's they're also a truly lemonade household. So truly go lemonade, and we would go to their like fire pit in the back and drink truly lemonade. And it was you know summer, and there's crickets, and it was just it was you know it's it's beer, kind of. Sure. And uh, yeah, the sure. BA did a book on it. It's beer, I guess. Yes, it's hard seltzer. It's a, it's you know it's fermented sh- sugar or you know corn sugar or whatever. It's it's beer. It's just beer. Um, I I mean I drink it's beer. Like, I don't like, but uh, I don't need to do. And that's totally fine. That's the my favorite part about beer is I'm a big supporter in every style. Like you want to brew with like chicken, <laughs> I don't really want that, but someone's gonna want it. And you, yeah. that's totally cool. And I respect the creativity. Yeah. yeah. Chicken or <laughs> buffalo. What do we see? Buffalo wing sauce the other day, whatever. Oh, you do. yeah. And I'm like, sure, sure. whatever. Like, that's <laughs> the thing about beer is there's kind of a sky's the limit. And I really respect the creativity of beer. I might roll my eyes a little bit and sh- shake my head. Like, what are we doing? But also sure you know yeah. people are gonna drink it so the haters I, can be quiet yeah i don't i don't particularly want to drink something like that but at the same time i'm not going to poo poo someone for wanting to drink that mm-hmm. or wanting to experiment with something like that that's the that's the best part about beer beers it's for everyone it's an exploration mm-hmm. so just you know try it and if you don't like it cool that's fine it doesn't mean it's bad it means you don't like it, so you move on to something else. And that's that's the best part about beer, is that you'll find something that you really like. There's a beer for everyone. There is a beer for everyone. You might not have find it yet, found it yet, but it's out there. Yes. Just like, you're, just like a soulmate. 100%. Um, so, we'll, you know, I won't keep you too much longer. We'll kind of wrap this up. Um, do you have anything besides your book? Is there anything up and coming for Pints and Panels? Just drawing more stuff. Just more stuff. <laughs> um... So I'm working on my book right now. It's Christmas is coming up. So probably doing more uh, commissions, more drawing, just a lot of, got a lot, my hands in a lot of stuff, just drawing Mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, If you join the Patreon, you get a portrait. So I've got a bunch of portraits I need to draw. I love the the commissions I do because you never know what someone's going to ask for. (laughs) I've drawn, oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, what's the craziest you've drawn? 
it's been anything from like uh, 19 ounce cans of Coors Banquet to, you know, very, um, someone's, it was a brewery made a beer for their wedding and their kid drew the label. So I had to draw, and their kid's four. So I had to draw like a child. (laughs) And it's a lot harder than you think. Uh, So I wanted to make sure I like got their kids like drawing style down. So that was interesting. Um, But I've drawn, there was a really cute couple and he was like, we draw a picture of me and my wife and she likes wine. So I drew her with a glass of wine and him with his favorite beer. They live in Nevada and they like blew it up really big and they put it in their house. And it was just like, they were such a cute couple. Yeah. And I was so happy and they loved it. So it made me really happy that they liked it so much. Um, I always try to make sure that when I do commissions that, and it's, I mean, it really is everything from, I just finished a spot in Oktoberfest for commission. It's a good one. It's a, yeah, I was, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I'll draw a spot in Oktoberfest. It's, it's fun. Like there's a, um, it it really runs the gamut of any, you know, classic stuff to, um, national beers to very, you know, I've never heard of this brewery before right. but yeah of course like it's a commission I'll, i will draw it and i will try to draw it as well as i possibly can so and then where can people you know obviously i mentioned your pints and panels on um twitter and i think that's probably your facebook and instagram, yep, and instagram. um which and then we're website for people to a purchase your purchase your prints the patreon and then also the um the syllabus what where can people find you so everything is on pintsandpanels.com uh, if you're looking for the archive, it's just educational archive and everything is uh, in a big row uh, by series. Uh, there's a link to the Patreon as well under a tab for Patreon. Uh, there's a store there for arts. I do co- gift card or gift cards. I do greeting cards. I do uh, yeah, the commissions. I do art prints, uh, posters, uh, signed copies of my first book. Uh, stickers, all sorts of stuff is on there as well. So, and then, yep, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Pints of Panels. Yeah, and if you're someone who likes to hang art of beer like I do, I highly recommend it. It looks really good on my wall. I get lots of compliments on it. So um, I appreciate it. It was very fun to pick out which hop I wanted. And then I had showed my friend, and then he, like, sent me a picture a week later. He ordered, like, four of his favorite hop varieties and then framed them in – so it's it. So, and every single one of my podcasts with uh, two questions and then rapid fire. So the first question is, if you could go on any beer vacation, where would it be and why? Ooh. I actually, I went to Australia last year oh. and the beer scene in Australia is killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun to go to a place where I had never heard of most of the, most of the brands, no offense, sorry, Australia. We don't get anything really, but Cooper's mm-hmm. here. And by yep. the time Cooper's gets here, it's really, really old. It's not um, – Cooper's Pale Ale is delicious. It does not taste like when the Cooper's gets here. Um, I loved going to Australia. I thought their beer scene was great. You ordered a beer, and you always knew it was going to be good. Uh, it was phenomenal. And I'm itching to get back. Not that 16-and-a-half-hour flight. That was, that was tough. But the beer was – so 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 good I'm, i would love to go back also you could just hop over to new zealand too which is a very underrated beer scene because the hops come from there as well yeah i've never been to new zealand so it's on our list we have a list of uh definitely places that we want to go so maybe if we get down to australia again um going to new zealand would be 100 percent on our list because the, 
I've had some New Zealand beers. My mom went to New Zealand and she brought me back some really great IPAs and pale ales and stuff like that. So it was really nice to try some of their beers. And then after that, I'm like, well, I want to go. So, but I would love to go back to Australia. It was great. And then who would you most love to have a beer with? Oh my. Um, I guess I'd love to pick Ken Grossman's brain. Mm-hmm. I've met him very like briefly, like a couple of times, but I've never really got to like sit down and talk to him. And I bet he, you know, he's been doing this forever. His right. passion for beer, especially, you know, his paleos and all of the things that he does. He's such an inspiration mm-hmm. and pioneer in American craft beer. I would just love to sit down with him. I've been to, if you've ever, the new, have you been to the North Carolina Sierra Nevada? That's uh, the one I've been to. I've it's been to so, that one, not the one out in California. Don't you feel like you're at like a dang resort? It's yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up and I was like, yeah. I f- yeah. It feels like it's like an all-inclusive beer resort. Yeah. yeah it was amazing. Um, I've only been once and that was a while ago when they, I think it was when they first opened and I was so enthralled with the beer and it was Oktoberfest season. So I was just drinking the Sam Adams, Oct- or sorry, geez, Sierra Nevada. Oktober- I'd love a Sam Adams Oktoberfest right about now too. Um, but I was just drinking their Oktoberfest and it was just such a lovely environment mm-hmm. that, and their passion and creativity and devotion to good beer is so amazing mm-hmm. that I would love to go and just like, sit down with him and go like, let's talk about beer. And I'm sure he'd probably be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe. I'd never talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Beer, me talk about beer, Grossman? I don't know about that. Yeah. One of the things really cool, but I'd love to ask him is why they use whole cone hops still, especially for a brewery on that large a scale. It's, I mean, they took, me, they took me to the hop room and they told us why they use whole cone. Yeah. It's same. And I forget, but and I, I would forget. love to still be like, but why? Like nobody else is doing it and you're doing it on that large of a scale. I have a great picture of my friend Brandon, who's a beer writer in San Diego with his just like face, just like basically like he looks like an ostrich, just like into the cascade. And I'm like, yeah, oh, it was. So my million million dollar idea is like a beer spa where you could like bathe in they like have hops. Like- they this is a real in thing Czech, in the Czech Republic. Oh my gosh. You can I also go- want to like bathe in spent grain because I think it smells <laughs> amazing. I mean, sort of hops, but like yeah. it'd also be really warm. And you so- go and it's this like my friend Derek went in Prague and you go and it's this like cave and they have big beer. You bathe in beer and then you drink beer in bathe in beer. Okay. We need to bring that to the States. Yeah. I, uh, I believe there's a spa in Oregon that does it. Ooh, okay. So I need or, to go to uh, Yeah, or, or Washington. That's, a, that's totally But it. I want more than just, like, sitting in a hot thing of yeah. beer. I want spent grain. I want hops. I want it all. All the ingredients of beer smells nice, except for, obviously, the water and the yeast. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then we'll get to the rapid fire. So I'm going to name two things, and then you just name the one you prefer. Okay. All right. Six pack of 12-ounce cans or four pack of 16-ounce cans? Six pack of 12-ounce. Glass bottle or a can? Uh, can. Ale yeast or lager yeast? Uh, lager yeast. <laughs> growler or growler? Oh, growler. Sit at the bar or sit at the table under normal circumstances? I'm a, I'm a bar. I sit at the yeah. bar. Always sit at the bar. New England or West Coast IPA? I like New England IPAs. Maybe it's the New Englander in me, but I love New England IPAs. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad answer at all, considering yeah. where you are. Uh, stout or porter? 
Uh, I'm going to go Porter. I like a Porter. Uh, Gosa or Berliner Weiss? Uh, I'm going Berliner. <laughs> and then Seltzer Cider? Oh, that's hard. They're both so good. Oh, I have to go Seltzer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only if it's truly lemonade, though. Yeah, but the strawberry. The strawberry, strawberry. is really good. I would not know. I'll send you one. <laughs> uh, also, there's a, speaking of ciders, there's a brewery up here in northern Kentucky, right outside Cincinnati, that did a pumpkin one. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's one in um, down east in Massachusetts does a pumpkin. I'm pretty sure we have a bunch, being in New England and all the apples that we have, there are a lot of really great cideries here. Um, but no, yeah, they did a pumpkin seltzer. So I, they were like, oh. I'm the first to do it. And I still haven't tried it. And I'm afraid I'm going to like it. So I don't want yeah, I don't, to try it. I don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, peanut butter, coffee, and your beer? Um, if it's tame. Uh, I'm super sensitive to coffee. Okay. So I'm a real weirdo when it comes to, and I like, I really love peanut butter. Um, and I like peanut butter and beer, but when it's not over the top. So peanut butter. Is that what we're peanut, saying? Oh yeah. So peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Oktoberfest or pumpkin beer? Oktoberfest. And then oh, couch beer, deck beer? Oh, oh uh, uh, deck beer. I guess that's kind of a more seasonal question. Yeah, because in the summer we have, yeah. we have a patio and I love to have a beer out on our patio um, in the summer. And then like in the in winter. The winter, yeah. Like, that's, like, and we just got a brand new couch. Not brand new, but we got a, ca- a new couch, new to us. Um, that's really nice and soft. And yeah, it's good to have beer on. And then last question, <laughs> what's your favorite beer glass style? I really like the classic, like twelve ounce, like snifter tulips. So, like, tulip. yeah, like I, I, I know this is like a, I guess the tulip. So not the like Irish tulip, but the stemmed one is just a really nice beer glass for kind of every like that was an Abbey single and that worked well. It's good mm-hmm. for darker beers. It's good for higher alcohol stuff. It's you can really drink anything out of that. I really like that beer glass. It's an all yeah. an all purpose glass, all American, all around pint glass or yes. beer glass. Yes. Well, Em, thank you uh, for taking time out of your Monday. Um, you made me want to drive up to Connecticut to visit Fox <laughs> Farm and all the amazing loggers. Um, I don't think enough breweries are doing have good logger, especially not around here. There's not many breweries that do you know a very focused logger program. Um, and the way you're describing the Kolsch, I was like, oh, I need to try that. The Kolsch was we put up this we put the Zwickel on, and. Oh my gosh, it tasted, because we were running around, we had an Imperial Stout release this weekend, so we were extra busy, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, put the Zwickle on, put the Zwickle on, uh, and so we got to drink fresh Zwickle off the Bright, and it was really, really, the Kolsch was, it wasn't clear yet, mm-hmm. we, um, but it was, hadn't dropped, but it was still just a really great, expressive yeast strain that we used for the Kolsch, it was a lovely fruitiness. We harvested that to use. We used the same yeast for our alt beer. Um, so that'll be out probably in yeah, a month. You're not helping me not want to come up there. Yeah. We also, when we're open, we have a lucre side pull for um, Czech beers. We do a Czech dark. We have a Czech dark and a Czech, dark, uh, Czech um, pilsner in both in tank right now for winter. Uh, normally, we would serve them on the side pull. We do milk pours. Uh, we, we are very, very particular about uh we do a, we have i mean we we have a really great mix fermentation program as well uh, a bunch of fooders it's a 
I've always wanted to have a good milk pour. It's a, uh, when you get to figure out like pouring off a lucre mm-hmm. and pouring off the side pole is, it's a nuance. It's not, it's, it's not as easy as you think. No. Um, but, oh man, the milk pour, having a milk pour of the, our, our quiet life, which is our Czech Pelsner is so I, we haven't, we don't cake for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We only cake for certain restaurants now. Um, since our tasting room's not open, we don't keg for us. Right. And I'm like, can't we buy someone else's <laughs> beer so we could put it on the lucre? And the owner was like, yeah, if everyone threw in, we could do that. So luckily in Connecticut, we are um, we are near Be United, which is the importer of Schlenkerla. Okay. So we could get Schlenkerla Rauch beer or Schlenkerla Helles, smoked Helles. Um, and they do a bunch of other lagers and German stuff. So we were going to call them and be like hey can we have a k <laughs> well as soon as things are open and travel is normal again i will definitely have to make my way up there and check out yeah. fox farm because the new england the new england beer scene is really really awesome we're very very lucky and i've only been up there once for like a couple of days to visit friends so um, nice come on up I'll I'll drink to come back and if you're ever in louisville eventually maybe when things are back to being normal either here for bourbon or beer or both well, yeah, we're, uh, my husband used to work in cocktails, so Kentucky is 100% on our list of places to go, so we definitely want to make it down there one day. Yeah, be- bourbon brings people here, but uh, beer's always an added bonus, so. Um, For sure. Well, thank you. I will let you get back to your day and many kind of drawing that you have, and uh, guys, I highly recommend if you like cool art, cool beer stuff, definitely check out her website, buy some of her prints. I love them. Um I tell myself not to buy new ones every day because I'll run out of room. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Good luck yep. with everything. And thank you. Whenever you're taking the uh, the master cicerone test next, um, hopefully third time's a charm for you. Yeah, thank you. Fingers crossed. Thank you so much.